Blog Talk Radio. Who said it's man's world? Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Bree, and welcome to another episode of Women Love Sports 2, as you heard it from Miss Beyonce herself, who said it's a man's world, okay? So we have a great show lined up for you today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics. We're going to talk some NBA. Uh, I have a special guest coming in to chime in on that. And then we also have a very special interview that we will be doing tonight with the head coach of the Detroit Dark Angels, Mr. Keith Thomas, will be joining us. And for those of you who don't know, the Dark Angels is a women's football team. So they're a part of a, a football league, yes. And, 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 I mean, I'm not talking about the cute stuff. I mean the shoulder pads, the helmets, the, the whole nine. So we'll definitely be talking to him. And then we'll be talking about uh, something, something funny, something funny from around the world of sports. Uh, and also, of course, we'll be playing nothing but some of the hottest music. So keep it locked right here with me, your girl Bree, and Women Love Sports 2. We're going to listen to some uh, nice tracks really quick. And when we come back, we will have our first guest, DJ Mobley. Uh, he's an analyst and former basketball player. And we are going to be talking Olympics. We're also going to be talking NBA. So keep it right here. We'll be right back. Fucking up all the ops. I'll be around with three million dollars in jewelry. I'm standing on all. 
didn't know panda me. I love my cousin, she was a dancer. I love my brother, he was a scammer. Sit on my lap, cause I'm pulling her tracks and I fuck on the back and she calling me handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a turn up, I'm a hater. Every chance that I get, I want the biggest watch they got. I don't care if that shit hurt my wrist. All these hoes fuck on us all. I wish I would claim that bitch. They get hard when they get guns. We got a hood full of sticks. Soon as they say we can't come, you know we'll run around that bitch. You can miss me with that shit, you know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. You know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. We the best music. Another one. Okay, okay, I'm assuming we are back. And as you heard it, who run the world? Girls run the world, that's right. And <laughs> while we're running the world, uh, you know, being super everything, we all start taking time out to acknowledge some exciting things that are going on in sports, including things that are going on um, in the Olympics. And here to join me today to discuss those things uh, is a, a very fantastic, awesome guy. He's a former uh, basketball player, current analyst, uh, a dear friend of mine as well. Please welcome to the show, Mr. DJ Mobley. Yo, 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 how you doing, B? What's going on? Thank you for having me. Oh, no, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, Vince, overdue. Been time for us to collab. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well overdue. Yes. So one thing that isn't necessarily overdue, uh, but someone is definitely looking forward to is with the Olympics. The 2021 Olympics, specifically the U.S. women's basketball team, they are literally one step closer to a keyword consecutive Olympic gold medal. Consecutive. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know, definitely excited about that. Um, it, it, DJ, start off talking about like how how impactful is this and how meaningful is this if they're able to get this seventh consecutive Olympic gold medal, uh, this women's basketball team, the the, the impact on sports globally uh, as well as here domestically. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Globally, this is a a big and huge step for the women. Why? Because they are making a statement. You know, the men struggle, but the women are actually, they holding strong, pretty much holding a clean record going into pretty much the finals, and now they actually just surpassed Serbia. And they are looking a little bit more confident, and that's something that we are most definitely expecting. They are looking for their seventh win, which will probably be going to the Guinness Book of World Records, too, as well, for these guys to actually do this. And you have a few rookies that's on there that are looking great, like Aja Wilson. You know, these are these guys' first time actually participating in this. And globally, for these athletes to be international athletes, they are actually giving a little bit more awareness for the women's side. So that is great. It's looking good, and I'm hoping that they actually can pull it out, too, as well. I am as well, and you did. And speaking of Miss Wilson, she actually will be playing for the gold on her 25th birthday. So I know that is going to be like extremely special for her. Like just playing in an Olympic game, period. That's a a, a hell of a birthday gift, in my opinion, <laughs> to be able to do something that. And if I was an athlete, that would be a great birthday gift for me too as well. Why not do the things that I love? Most definitely on my birthday, to most definitely be happy. You know, look for give everybody a little bit more influence on, hey, keep doing and being inspiration to everybody no matter what. You know, that's something that you always want to be able to grasp and actually look upon and afford to be a woman that's not actually getting a lot of light doing this pretty much sport. This is something that everybody should be able to jump on and grasp on and most definitely get our support. Because, you know, like you said, with your show, the title of your show, women love sports too. And they are becoming yeah. more effective. Like, you can make a great comparison between Sue Bird and uh, LeBron James. Uh yeah. Four-time MVP, four-time champion. You know, she's only making about closely to 100000 a year. Knowing that LeBron James have already eclipsed a billion dollars, you know, that's possibly unfair. But the impact that they have on the sports world 
with gaining this gold medal would be so huge for them moving forward in the future, especially with the outlets that they are creating with being able to have sports uh, media, being able to sponsor some of these girls to be able to give them a little bit more endorsement. And that's something that we need to look forward to and also, you know, piggyback on and actually lift up to as well. Absolutely, and that's monumental. Like you mentioned something that is just an ongoing conversation in the in the sports community more towards women or female athletes is the dis, dis, the discrepancy or like disparity between male athletes and what they make versus female athletes and what they make. And I actually want to – it's kind of making me want to shift gears here to discuss that. Um, we'll talk about the men's Olympics, actually, um, and then we'll kind of circle back. But I, I, I do I, – I cannot let this topic go. I would be remiss if I didn't say anything. So just to touch on that for a brief moment. Female athletes – and I'll speak for basketball. I play basketball. Coming up, I played high school, college, AAU, pal, recreation, you name it, I did it, okay? Um, attended five-star basketball camp, got a trophy, all, all those types of things. Um, it is a lot different being a female athlete, and I'll say in America, reason being is because oftentimes we're treated a lot better uh, as athletes outside of, you know, America, you, you go to Spain or you go to Brazil, you go, you go anywhere else, like overseas, a lot of women who play in the WNBA play overseas when the season isn't on because they make more money playing elsewhere. And so I think that's something that we definitely need to take a look at because we put our same blood, sweat, and tears on the court the same way as a guy does. Mm-hmm. We have women who yes, are doing do. things that have never been seen before in sports or, or in, in basketball, like Brittany Griner, can, she literally can dunk the basketball. Like, she's, <laughs> she's done. And it's more coming. It's more coming. It's it, more it coming. Is. We got college athletes that's coming. And these girls are making an impact. They are most they definitely are. closing it's the gap when it comes down to athleticism. And they are actually closing the gap when it comes down to the attention that they're most definitely receiving. Uh, just to piggyback, I'm sorry to cut you off, um, the difference between yeah, no, the gaps is – go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, now the difference of what the WNBA players are being paid out is 20% of the, you know, the revenue that the league is actually pulling in. And for the men's, it's 50%. So, you see, that's a huge gap in the margin line for which you see the difference of attention that the league are actually expediting on the pan athletes through. So that's something that we can most definitely bank on. And, you know, with this talk, hopefully that we'll be able to reach more viewers to be able to tune in for the women's, you know, so we can be able to see that 34% that they actually have changed and actually agreed upon in the future to give them a little bit more attention and a little bit more access to be able to have a synergy for their, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Absolutely. I mean, and, and I feel as though it, it, it isn't fair. You know, the WNBA uh, is supported by the NBA in certain financial aspects and things of that nature, but sometimes it, it becomes discouraging being – and, and I'm actually going to make this, uh, DJ, I'll invite you back um, for the next episode because I actually want to do an entire segment on this as a whole, mm-hmm. not just basketball. I'm only, I'm only talking about this right now because, you know, we're talking about women's basketball on the global, on the global level. So it, it can be discouraging at times knowing that, you know, a, a, a female can get drafted, right, and, and, and play mm-hmm. and not make any more money than someone who works for, you know, possibly like a Fortune 500 company or something like that, like kind of doing the, the, the same, you know, the same things, like in a sense, like it just, I don't know how we can even those scales, if you will, to say, okay, let's try to level the playing field. Because at the end of the day, when you get to a certain age, male or female, athletically, you begin to, you start to get on the decline. So in essence, I mean, we, again, we go through the same things and we do pretty much the same things. I'm kind of not understanding at this point what it is that needs to be done in order to try to see more equality as it relates to, you know, female athletes and women's sports and getting us, you know, some more of those 
spots with endorsements, commercials, isn't that things that'll that'll assist, you know, in uplifting the female athletes. Yeah, and we have a name. We have a huge name who is actually pretty much knowing that this is a huge level to play on. She just won an AP player of the year for females basketball player. This is UConn Paige Bucket. Now she actually has grain ownership over her nickname, Paige Bucket. She also will receive up to a million dollars this year in college basketball for endorsements too as well. So you have to understand that they are closing the gaps with what you are saying with the endorsements. And for her to be one of the four founders to jump on it and be an advocate, this, I'm hoping that this can be a steamrolling ball that can most definitely be uphill for these girls too as well, for everybody to see, you know, especially with her influence reaching over 2.1 million that's on social media. This is actually something to be able to get behind. And she made a, um, a very bold statement of knowing that this sport is, is predominantly black, but she is great to even be a part of the habits influence for these, for everyone to get behind her. And that was a great speech for her to most definitely be able to be uplifted and also shed light on that particular topic for her to be able to make sure she can make any movements to show the difference that is actually looking and being expected for these girls. Absolutely. And, and we need more of that. And, you know, women love sports too. Obviously we are advocates. <laughs> for uh, equality with women as it relates to not only uh, the sporting venue, but behind the scenes as well. Even doing in something and doing what I'm doing now, being able to have a platform to utilize, to discuss and talk sports, to debate, you know, different things and aspects of the sport, but also to have a voice to say, hey, we're noticing that something isn't right and we want to try to make it right or we want to support um, those and, and to gain the support of those who see what it is that we're trying to do. So, yeah, we that, we're, we're going to expound on that quite a bit <laughs> on mm-hmm. the next episode. Uh, right now we're going to take a really brief break. We're going to get into some music, and when we come back, we will be talking about the men's side of the Olympics, uh, USA men's team, Kevin Durant and his impact, all of that coming up next. So sit right there and stay tuned. We'll be back with more Women Love Sports 2 in a moment. People call me sticks like I don't mind because they stubborn And my bank account is looking mighty fine Niggas get the wine and dine Go straight for the wine and grind She wanna come, I can make it happen trying. Sometimes I get messy You can be my biggest secret I ain't sliding if you're with them, baby You gon' have to leave them I got morals on Sunday. Sometimes on Wednesday, really it depends, but you, you're in love with somebody else. Maybe I could offer some help. Get over them by getting under me. But you might hold it if you get too much to me. Baby, you, 
Uh, do you think he has the pressure on him to try to get the gold medal, or do you think it's still collaboratively uh, a, a team effort in essence? Do you think he has a little bit more pressure on him? Well, how most of the talk that's been going around in the trash talk, this is actually a collective team effort. There's a lot of guys who actually have a lot pretty much raining on this, not having the big juggernauts of the NBA pretty much partaking, you know, being the teammates and the leadership that they had to as well over the years. This is something new for Kevin Durant to pretty much step into to learn. So I don't think that's just actually something huge for him, but it's a learning experience for him. But if they actually go on to actually win a gold medal, that would be great. Why? Because it's pretty much giving them a first brick to lay down so they can build a wall and make sure that they can build a future towards having this right here be the first example that they see. And that is something that we can all most definitely learn from. Absolutely. You couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> DJ, I definitely <laughs> want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I look forward to having you on future episodes. Um, if people want to get uh, some more analysis from you or shoot the breeze with you when it comes to this sports thing, contact oh, yeah, with your social media handle. Oh, yeah. Social media, you can follow me on Facebook at Debate Mo. That is the word debate, last name, M. It's not. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore master, underscore DJ. All right. You heard it first. Women love sports, too. When we come back, we will be interviewing Keith Thomas, head coach of the Detroit Dark Angels women's football team. Uh, So don't go anywhere. We are showing the ladies a lot of love today on Women Love Sports, too. We will be right back with more. DJ, go ahead and spin that. I was mad, you was a virgin, I know 
stick like a bed, I know He be on my wrist, that's a bitch King of this fly shit, yeah, I know You can hold me down and be more than my hoe Stop acting like you love me when you really don't know Who said 
All right, all right. We are back with more Women Love Sports 2. And as promised, we have the man himself, the head coach of the Detroit Dark Angels women's football team, Mr. Keith Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, happy to be on. Thanks for taking the time uh, for you guys to talk to me. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, you are the head coach for the Detroit Dark Angels. It's a women's football team here in Detroit. Um, But I do want to know, what actually got you into coaching women's football? Well, I got to tell you, um, football, it was part of my life. You know, I played high school. I had the honor of being able to be a walk-on at Eastern Michigan University. And football is just ingrained into so much um, of my life, whether it was being a former player. I'm also a high school coach. I also do a lot of off-season training. And one of my best friends that came to me, this is way back, way back, December 2010, and said, hey, there is a team out here that needs an assistant coach. And Fletcher Manhattan makes this. I'm like, of course it's football. One catch, it's females. Okay, yeah, let's check it out. And, you know, I walked into the gym and I met these athletes, and it was, it didn't matter. They were athletes. They were they were football players. And, you know, that was, um, that was January 2011. I joined the team, and I've been with them ever since. And it's, it's football. And since I love it so much, it is, it is an honor and a blessing to be able to work with these athletes I'm, I'm working with. Absolutely, and I, I definitely I commend you because and, and and you're like a like a hero. It's like I, I see all these amazing things that are going on with the Detroit Dark Angels. Um, you all just had some recent victories. Talk about this this past season, um, the impact that COVID nineteen had um, on your season, on your players, if anything, and what came out of that on the other side. It was um, well, as you know, it was a nightmare. You know, it was. You know, March 2020, we had a tremendous practice. We had assembled a team that was championship-minded, highly talented, highly skilled. And if you remember, um, the word came out that the NBA was shutting down. And before you knew it, we were sheltering in place. I lost the 2020 season. They canceled it. And we just didn't know what the future was. And when the league, the WSA, Women's Football Alliance, said, hey, we're going to try this out, you had teams opt out. You had teams opt out because people were scared. You had teams opt out because schools that we play at, you know, um, weren't offering their fields to any outsiders because of COVID. And I lost between um, probably 60-plus percent of my players for my 2019 championship team, my 2020 team. I lost my offensive coordinator, receiver coach, one of my line coaches. I had one of probably the greatest running back. I'm in the league. She opted out, and it was it was devastating. There was a time where we had lost our game field, our practice field, and I was asking these people to show up to practice, stay socially distant, wear a mask. Um, in essence, I was we were asking them to, at the time, risk, risk their lives, you know, and and not put that aside to come out for football. So it was it was it was extraordinary. But through all of that, this team was able to overcome. And where did we end up two weeks ago in the national championship game? So it really, really created a lot of fortitude and strength amongst my players and coaches to overcome what we overcame at the end of this um, pandemic season. Absolutely. And it takes a lot of strength and courage. And as you said, like a lot of people were afraid. A lot of people were, you know, questioning things when, you know, that pandemic initially hit. So, yeah, it had a huge impact uh, on the sports. But, Seeing that all of that had had happened, what what was it that in that moment was your favorite part about coaching? When you saw that you had lost six, some sixty percent, uh, possibly of the team, like coming through all of that, what, what was your what's your favorite part about about coaching when it comes to think diversity like that? I have players on my team who I describe as warriors. As fighters, okay, and it's not just the fight that they have on the football field; it's the fight they have in life. Okay, going through a pandemic, dealing with COVID, was just another fight that they had to overcome. I've got players who have had to overcome tremendous adversity in their lives, whether it's it's tied into their own health, their family's health, their their kids, their their lives. 
So having to have to go into a season coming out of a pandemic or in the midst of a pandemic, it was extraordinary to see them fight through that, to fight through that. And again, through all of the setbacks, through all of the adversity, they still were able to get themselves to a national championship game, despite everything they faced. And that, I mean, that's the thing we, we, we preach, especially as football coaches. I know other coaches in other sports, but football is unique because we're asking one human being to physically dominate another. And not only on top of that, we're, we're talking females, okay, uh, the, the, the matriarch of the family, the, the nurturer. And we're telling you to put that aside and then, you know, punch the other girl in the face in regards to football and be a champion. And so, you know, as a coach, it was just tremendous to see people overcome that. I mean, you know, some teams had good seasons, others opted out. My team, we suffered a setback in 2019 going to the championship and falling short. And my core group of players was determined to return to that championship no matter what. They weren't going to let any setbacks, and they definitely weren't going to let the pandemic stop them from their goal. That was the favorite part of the season. And that is, that's like the the most beautiful thing to come out of that is, is being Absolutely. able to come out on the other side. Yeah, so, so I, I love it, Coach. I love it. And and speaking of, so you coach high school football, boys. What was mm-hmm. the transition like moving into coaching women in a sport that is just historically in America known as a man's thing, right. a man's game? Uh, what, what was that transition like? You know, the, the only thing that was the biggest issue was experience. Okay, when you're when you're coaching high school boys or you're training a young man who's maybe going to go to college or maybe already being in college and wants some off-season work, that's no experience. You know, the majority of your, your boys playing football, if I'm coaching a 15, 16-year-old, there's a high probability when he's 10, 11, 12, 13, he played a few seasons. He has a general working knowledge of the game. You're coaching women. And especially your rookies, um, a lot maybe watch the game, maybe their brother played, maybe they played powder puff in high school. They haven't had that experience. Now, I've been blessed with having players who are five, six, seven, eight years of experience, but that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest challenge. But that challenge can work in your favor because a lot of the players that I'm coaching have an athletic background. So they understand the concept of team and hard work and working together. This is, you just have to teach them how to block. You have to teach them the schemes and things like that. And that, albeit, can be hard because they haven't done it before, but it's like a blank canvas. So there's a level of trust you get with some players who come to your team who don't have experience. And so long as you're a good coach, so long as you – a lot of times I call myself a messenger. I'm giving you what was given to me from the coaches I learned it from and if they're open-minded and they're coachable, then that transition from coaching boys who have three or four or five years' experience to a female that has none, you, you, you forget about that very quickly when they put that trust in your coaching. And that, that key word, being coachable, is, is major, especially when you're oh, talking yeah. about and dealing with sports. That, if, you know, athletes who are coachable can go a lot further than those who who are not. So that's a major component. And you kind of drove me into the next question. Um, what is something, because you, you talked about uh, things that you may mention, what, what is something, at least one thing that you tell your players before each and every game? Do you have something that you say religiously before each game, or do you change it up every now and then, or is there something that always is like, this is it, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys this. Every time before we get out on that gridiron, like, is there any type of motivation or, like, what is something that you that you talk to them about before each and every game? You know, there's an array of things I, 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 I select my motivation from. What I might see something on, I might see a documentary, I might see a sports documentary on TV, or I might hear another coach make a comment. And I look for different themes. I look for different things that will touch a nerve. You know, where I talk about fighters. Okay, imagine a world without a fighter. I'm not talking to someone who runs around beating up on people, but like my team has been, someone who can fight through adversity, fight through a tough time. Because when you play in a football game, I got news for you, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to line up. You might face someone who's bigger than you, stronger than you. Guess what? you got to fight. you you, you got to overcome those things. You know, I talk about punching people in the face, you know, and it's, you know, that, that can sound a little much, but 
And regarding football, again, it's a physical, violent sport, okay, with rules and guidelines, okay? But you have to impose your will. You cannot go into the game soaked. You can't go in timid, okay? That's one of the big reasons why they tend to like to compare football to combat or war, albeit it's not the same. It's the case that it's a physical activity. So I'm always looking for a different theme, you know, how the week is going, the opponent we're facing. And, you know, the big thing with our team is we constantly talk about working together, all right? And that's no matter whatever theme I present, the idea of staying together and working together to achieve a common goal, you can never change that message. And I really try to make that a big foundation of what I what I tell this team each and every week before each and every game and each and every season. We can't get anywhere if we ain't working together. It's one of the reasons we tend to say DDA, Detroit Dark Angels, on three, and family on six. That's typically our break at the end of practices and any time we want to bring it in and break DDA on three, family on six. I love it. I love that, <laughs> especially the family aspect. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. your teammates and, and coaches and everybody, they do become like your family. So I love yeah. that. I totally love it. Um, and lastly, I, you know, in coaching women in a sport that, again, is, is just more of a masculine male-dominant sport, why do you feel it is so important to support women in sports, especially those who play in sports that may be considered um, a little more masculine than others? Or sports just in general, the support for the women, why do you feel that that is so important? Well, you know, you know, our society at times can be really great. And then there's times our society can be a little divisive, can be judgmental, can have some doubt in certain members of our community. And we know for women, right, there tends to be the, the feeling that you're not as good as a man. You're not as strong. Sorry to say, there's some out there that right. think not smart. Maybe don't deserve to make the money that a man does, which we all know is Utterly and completely ridiculous. You look at women's national soccer team who won World Cups. They still don't make as much as the men's team who's won no World Cups. You look at what an NBA player makes compared to a WNBA player because there still tends to be that feeling that, well, women's place might be somewhere else other than on the playing field. And I don't believe that, okay? You know, I, I come from a very strong mother, God rest her soul, and she she raised me with my dad and my mom was strong, and you look at our military, you look at our, our, our people who defend us and protect us and rescue us, you know, if you've got the heart, you've got the mind, you can do anything. And I, I, I believe in that with, with these females who, who play for me, who trust me, okay, and, and I feel that they deserve a platform. They deserve to get the recognition because they bleed and they sweat just like any other guy I've ever coached, and they deserve the recognition. So I feel like when I'm coaching, I'm coaching football players, but there is an extra, I don't want to say motivation, but like a responsibility to help these women become stronger. So when they go back in the community, when they go and they talk to young girls who want to do something, you know, that they bring that strength and fortitude. I, I don't know if, if you saw the uh, Olympic commercial that just came out last couple of weeks where it has the old theme from the Miss America pageant. There she yes. is, Miss yes, America. And for so long, that was tied into what? A gown, a tiara, bouquet of roses, and a swimsuit. And that was the image of, a, of, a, of, a, of Miss America. But when you see that commercial and you see women boxing, you see them kayaking, swimming, playing football, you know, getting after it, you know, and, and to show the true grit that, hey, I can, <laughs> I can still wear that gown and that tiara, but when it's time to take my wrists and it's time to put on my helmet and my gloves, I can I can I can fight just like anybody else, and I'm I'm a big supporter of that, and it's a I take a lot of pride in being the head coach of this um, women's tackle football team. And I can absolutely tell you take pride in it, and and that is absolutely why I wanted to take the time out to interview you because it is paramount that we do, as you said earlier, start to bring a little bit more attention and 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 support, if you will, to female athletes and and the sports and the things that we are doing in the field, not just on the field or on the court, but also in, in those offices, the front office, and, they, you know, just Absolutely. having a place in that world, period. Even myself, uh, in, in a sense, 
being a, a, a black woman who is into sports mm-hmm. and is looking to have a platform to, um, you know, voice my opinion, allow other people to do the same thing. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's really important that we understand that. And, and that commercial to me spoke volumes because we are way beyond what, as you stated, the woman traditionally was seen as, as it relates to that particular song. Now you see women of today, you see modern women, you see women, as you said, going in the boxing ring, getting, lacing up those shoes to get on the court, putting on those helmets to get on the gridiron. That has changed. And again, we can step out and we can put those heels on and we can look cute and we can look good and we can have our, our, our feminine side. But when it's time to get on that court, when it is time to get in that ring, when it is time to get on that field, we have a job to do and we can do that as well. So, Absolutely. I absolutely loved it. And, and Coach, I absolutely appreciate you for coming on. Uh, again, taking the time out. Thank you so, so much. Um, actually, if you have the social media handles for the Detroit Dark Angels and any other information that you can provide for us, um, if people wanted to come out to some games or if some women were looking to try out, uh, what are the social media handles for the Detroit Dark Angels? Well, I'll tell you, our season just ended. Okay, right now we're in our kind of our off season, which is very short. Okay, because I got to get back on the recruiting trail. Um, we got to get our off season training going. But really simple. Go on, look at our website, DetroitDarkAngels.com. You want to find us on Instagram, Detroit Dark Angels. You can find us on Facebook, Detroit Dark Angels. You want to see our games? You want to see how we get down? Go to YouTube. Type in Detroit Dark Angels. We make it very simple. And anybody listening who's in the Metro Detroit area or who wants to come to the Metro Detroit area to play for the Detroit Dark Angels, hit me up. 248-413-5236. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Keith Thomas. Look me up. Google me. Find me. We'll set something up. We'll talk. Let's see if we can get you on this roster. But I warn people. I warn anybody coming to this team. This is hard, all right? Make sure you understand that. This is, we're not out here baking cookies and, and, you know, skipping around in the backyard. We're playing football. So it requires you to be strong. It requires you to be a great teammate. It requires you to be championship-minded. And it requires you to give a maximum effort. Do not come to this team if you're lazy. Don't come here. If you don't want to put the work in, you want to sit around and just fill up your social media with cool pics with a helmet on, don't come to my team. But if you're trying to bring a championship here back to Detroit, give me a shout and let's do it. Let's do it in 22. Let's do it. You heard it right here first on Women Love Sports 2. They went to the national championship. He is not playing any games. This is Mr. Keith Thomas. And I actually want to do something a little bit different uh, uh, on the way out. So I love, again, I want to revisit this, the DDA on three and the family on six. I want you to count to three so I can say DDA and count to six. And we're going to do family. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. P on three. Family on six. One, two, three. DDA. Say it. Four, five, six. DDA. <laughs> you got to say family, Brett. Come on, try it again. DDA on three. Say, family on six. Here we go. Here we go. DDA on three. Family on six. One, two, three. DDA. Four, five, six. Family. There you go. Good girl. Let's well done. <laughs> Let's go. You're awesome, oh, girl. Right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we All right, are I'll talk into... to you. All right. Thank you for joining us. All right. All right take care. Bye-bye. Listeners out there. I want to thank everyone uh, who tuned into the show tonight. Thank you so much. Again, I want to thank uh, Mr. DJ Mobley for stopping by and kicking it with us. I also want to shout out my, my engineer, man. DJ spent some. <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to shout out to Detroit Dark Angels. Uh, shout out to uh, ISM Nation, ISM Radio, Sports Radio, uh, DT, Sports Talk DT, uh, D-Boy, uh, Rolo Dolo, uh, Relax and Relate Show, the whole ISM family. I'm sometimes so horrible with shouts. And then I also want to remind you guys, Women Love Sports 2 will be coming to TV soon via Roku, so uh, we have an entirely different setup for the TV show. So it's going to be a lot different. Um, it's going to be like something that you have never seen before. So the radio show has a different setup. 
but the TV show is going to be on an entirely different level. So you guys get ready for that. That'll be coming in October. Until next time, who said it's a man's world, okay? Women love sports too. Tuning in, and until next time, DJ, go ahead and spin that for me. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a place. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough, no parole. No rubbers, going raw, imagine law with no undercovers Just some thoughts for the mind I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read the world is mine If I rule the world, imagine that I free all my Paradise life relaxing, black, Latino, and Anglo-Saxon, Amani exchange the range, cast, lost Robert Shabazz, free at last, brand new whips to crash, then we laugh in the illa path, the villa houses for the crew, how we do, trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches, so many years of depression make me vision, the better living, type of place to raise kids in, opening eyes to the lives, history's so foul, but I'm as wise as the old owl, plus the gold child, seeing things like I was controlling, click rolling, tricking six digits on kicks and still Trips to Paris, I civilize every savage Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish Political prisoners, set free, stress free No work release, purple and threes and jet skis Fill the wind breeze in West Indies I think Coretta Scott King, mayor the cities And reverse things to Willie's It's down foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa, Africa. Imagine that Making moves in Atlanta back and forth scrambler Cause you can have all the chips Be poor or rich Still nobody want a nigga have a shit If I rule the world and everything in it Sky's the limit I push the Q45 infinite It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony Strictly living longevity to the destiny I thought I'd never see but reality struck Better find out before your time's out What the fuck if I rule the world Imagine that I free all
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 